Ladbroker on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Alligator Blood is the first to straighten, clicks up and kicks away. Two and a half lengths in front of Western Empire. I'm thunderstruck, darting through over on the far side. Then came Mawunga and Cascadian down the outer. Alligator Blood, 150 metres to go. Two lengths in front. I'm thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator Blood tiring. I'm thunderstruck over the top. Everybody and good morning and welcome to the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast Show. Wherever you might be, across the SEN Track Network, on the radio or via the Ladbrokes Live One channel, we do wish you good morning in a sombre way because unfortunately, as superstars we did see there, I'm Thunderstruck last September winning the Maccabi Diva, we lost yesterday. We're going to do our show like we traditionally do, plenty of banter, us thinking we are funny and we might even throw the occasional tip in as well. But we do it with some heavy hearts. And the fact is that horse racing does, unfortunately, at times lend itself to this type of tragedy. Our thoughts go out to Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr. and everyone within the stables, the OTI group and everyone in the ownership group. And the punters around the nation and in some ways probably the world who love this horse, maybe for its cult-like name or the fact that, you know what, you might have had $5 on a Golden Eagle race or the Maccabi Diva or an each-way play in a Cox Plate. He was a horse that was strikingly beautiful and freakishly fast. And I speak for everyone here at SEN, SEN Track, Ladbrokes and the entire racing community who may not necessarily have a major voice in a media way. A big, big, big thank you to a horse that we particularly love, boys. And it's not the way we traditionally start a show, but unfortunately no. yesterday afternoon the, um, the news broke. And, it was very uh, sombre, wasn't it? It, is, it, it, is it wasn't a racing injury. It happened after surgery as well, which, um, you know, is rare but it mm. does these things do happen so my first thing first is yeah devastating loss to the industry 23 starts seven wins five seconds and three thirds eight million dollars in prize money raced in 14 group ones out of the 23 starts and always performed admirably so the Turak and uh and Maccabi Diva and, and you you tipped it a long way out and the Golden uh, Eagle too um it was one yeah, of your favorites wasn't it so very good horse eight million dollars in prize money mm. But um, to yeah, to the, the the handlers and the you know the people that do all the work behind the scenes, it was no good because um, horse had plenty of good years left. Good morning, Dan Cobby. Hello to you. Beautifully said there, I must admit. Off the top, that was sensational. No auto cue. That was just something you prepared so beautifully done. But I did like the fact you managed to list all the times you won off the punt. Then well, in that very subtly, <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Dan. Hello to you, and of course, welcome back. You're, you're away last week. I, I will say this about. When the message came through yesterday afternoon, and I think, unfortunately, it, it happens, right? Horse racing lends itself, as I said. It's not immune to it and, and unfortunately happens to horses. Not always at this level that I'm thunderstruck, which makes it a bit high profile. When the, when the text come through and, and people were sort of texting and I'd put some stuff up on, on, on Instagram last night, it, it's a horse for me that, and Brandon, you can speak to this a little bit as well, it, it, it half legitimised what we're doing at SEN Track. It was, for me, the first horse that really started to, personally, start to gain a little bit of traction. We, we do things a hell of a lot different at SEN Track than how the racing industry does. But, uh, a bit of ACDC. Absolutely, be it the name, the horse. And then when, 
And I, you know, I speak for Tags here too, which I'm sure he won't mind. We had a real crack at him in the Turak into the Golden Eagle, and it was a fairly decent multi we had at him. So, And on the back of that, as the world started to open up and we started to run into people of the track, a lot of the conversations was about Tags and I hugging and high-fiving each other and realising that, you know, who are these idiots? But they love this horse and we just do what... Well, they just do what we do. So... It, it um, yeah, it, it, it absolutely sucks. It happens, unfortunately, but it absolutely sucks, Dan Cobby. Yeah, it does. And I think just hearing Mick Ken Jr. last night on Racing.com, you can hear in his voice how much this horse means to him and, and the whole team involved with this horse. There's so many people, you know, you have to go through them all. Farriers, vets, stable staff, all the owners. Um, and then obviously the, the participants and I guess the, the wider public who have had a lot to do with this horse, from a, I guess from a, a different side of things. But um, to hear Mick Ken Jr. speak last night, um, he was obviously yeah, feeling it and you know, the whole team will for, for some time as well. But... It's never something easy to go through. I've personally been through it myself. Um, not with a horse like him, though. Um, I think with a horse that I guess had such a following. He was such a beautiful-natured horse. He was infectious on Thunderstruck. Um, I remember when he came up to Sydney for the Golden Eagle, and um, I guess it was the first time that the Sydney siders had seen a horse like him come up and, and dominate, and it was such a popular victory. So, um, yeah, look, thoughts go out to the team. It's uh, it's not an ideal uh, situation, is it? I want to give a shout-out to Mick Kent Jr. This is a situation that... Just by the very nature of the sport and, and how much interest was around it, there was going to be someone who spoke sooner rather than later and we coincidentally had a night meeting on the day that the news broke. He's a very polished young man, a very polished young media professional and, to be fair, a hell of a trainer. But last night was the, like, the, the perfect insight to how I think everyone would be feeling. He spoke incredibly well while also seeing and showing the emotion of, of the hurtness of it. So big shout-out to, to, to Mick Kent Jr. and to, to everyone involved it um yeah it's it's and as i said off the top we are going to try and do what we do we're going to talk about the races on the weekend Some big races a uh, huge racing yeah of course you you've you've, you've got cashies in sydney so you've got to get on a plane well that's right fairly shortly yeah. but we are doing with a work. bit of a um, a heavy heart talk to me quinny what do you got for us i was just going to ask because you've got such a big weekend in sydney is that why you've had such a low-key week just preparing and focused and big week on the track absolutely yeah. just just quickly hang on did anyone guy. read the Herald Sun yesterday? The news is broken. Yeah. yeah. Um, Congratulations. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Another cult. Having a, having a third baby, so... Is that a cult? A cult. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was public, right? No, that was yeah, public. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, no, it's all good. It's, uh, it's been a good week. Um, you can't miss. Worked work through a few things at, uh, at home just to get the leave pass to get to Sydney. How'd that go down? Um, Walk me through that conversation. I'm big on relationships, and the only way you can build relationships is being there face-to-face. -face, yeah. right? So I need to be on the ground in Sydney at Ramwick, you know. So when time, when time comes that we want to ring yep. Chris Waller or yep. someone, you pounded the flesh with them at the track over yeah. a couple of beers and they're more inclined to pick up the Absolutely. phone. Absolutely. You know? That's how it works. No, I agree with that. Mm. That's true. So um, that's what I'm doing up there. I don't have any official work, but, uh, you know... Yeah. Oh, sorry, off the books. You're building it's relationships. Off the books, off the books. Off the books. Cash. yeah. Cashy. Um, how did it go down on the home front that you were just ducking up to Sydney for a I few think minutes? In an ideal world, she would have preferred me to have stayed here. Yeah. But um, had I stayed here, I probably would have gone to the Grand Prix anyway. So it's sort of you pick know, your poison. Pick your poison. And, you get some, and honestly, you get some frequent flyer points for the family. And, and I am actually still going to the Grand Prix on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great time to be alive.
right. So just, just, just quickly for the audience who might not have heard it, you dropped it like you had a nice lunch. When, you, when did you tell her you had a nice lunch? Was it over dinner, was it? When did you tell her you were going to Sydney? Saturday night when I got home from the doggy Saints yeah. game about midnight. She was still half asleep. She actually thought that it was a bad dream. <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on, hang on, hang on. You told her on midnight, you've been planning this with me for four weeks. No! <laughs> Yeah. That is yeah. completely <laughs> factually <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. Well, I wasn't okay. Well, I wasn't on last week's show. So it had to have been at least a week prior. Said, should we go to Toddy's on the Friday? No. <laughs> it was a last minute decision. <laughs> just, just quickly, have we ever got the Ladbrokes market there? So, Laws of Indices is what's he at now in the market? You're not going up to watch Laws of Indices, are you? People never know it's running. No, it's well, not running. It's, it's, it's scratch, which, 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 which sort of uh, threw my plan out of fraction as well because I was going up to see my horse. You say you're going up to meet Annabelle for the first time. <laughs> exactly right. And you're going to introduce Relationships. Relationships. 0499736736. Glad you both all find it funny. First things first, hit that stinger, crew. On the Ladbroke Sport and Breakfast, first things first. Quinny, how good is the racing day one of the championships? And the main reason for mine is just clear air. There's not different states trying to compete for these runners. We've got a nice blend of top locals and a good mix of internationals as well. It just goes to show what racing can do with opportunity. And I'd love to see going forward everyone work a little bit more together. We know it won't happen. And then each racing jurisdiction can get their time in the sun unimpended. And we can see terrific racing like we have here. Well I tell you if I'm racing Victoria, right, and I understand a lot of people aren't huge Peter Volandi's fans, right? And then mainly that is because of the fact that, you know, what he's doing, he doesn't really care about any other sanctioning or governing body around the country. And right? he's provocative. But he absolutely is. In both horse racing and rugby league, it, it's very hard to argue against it when you see the next two Saturdays. It's sensational. What he's been able to do and all the things you listed there and the great racing and the international interest and the very fact that as we get out of a pandemic, we're going to see more and more of it, I think, in the autumn compared to the spring where traditionally it has been a, uh, you know, a common denominator for 30-odd years now. Like, like, people cannot like Peter Volandis all they, they want and don't like him as a person or personality, whatever it might be, but it is... You've got almost no leg to stand on right now when you talk about how well he's doing. I don't think this... Like, realistically, this is actually... These two Saturdays have got nothing to do with Peter Volandis, really. Okay. These, these races have been around for Never. years and years yeah. and years. It's There's been the, the headline. A no, well, it's been the AJC, you know, that have yep. created these races. Of course, then they've culminated into the championships day one and two. But, look, there's no pop-up races here. I know for a fact that the ATC have been doing all the work in terms of getting the internationals out. So... Um, look, I'm a supporter in terms of what mm -hmm. he's done in terms of changing racing with the Eagle and, and Everest, but this is, I think, the ATC's time but to shine. These did you work for the ATC? Yeah, I did, but so like, that's pretty clear that these, these two days have been around for a long time. Whilst I agree, right, the, the very fact of what he's been able to do and garner a whole new audience for racing in New mm. South Wales is a huge reason as to why when you roll to the track tomorrow or the week <laughs> after, the very fact is it's not... It's not just a pure horse racing sense, in which it has been forever. And these races are great pure horse races, right? There's a great deal of social entertainment interaction on track. And I, I think that's majority sure. of him and the momentum yeah. he has been able to use in the last three or four years. So you're without, right around the race. Doubt, he has contributed to it, yeah. without doubt, like the, the whole show. But I think, um, yeah, the credit sort of needs to go to someone else for, for the, the racing quality. Because these two days race. races, like, sorry, these two days of racing, if you rock up to the track... Tomorrow, which somebody will. 
you walk into the members at Randwick, there is a lot of racing purists yeah. that have been following these races for decades. So, yes, he's brought the new audience, um, but I think yeah, these races have been around for a very long time. I think he's the best sporting administrator in the country by a long, long yeah, way. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Long way. Agreed. And I any code. Yeah. Totally any understand your point. <clears throat> uh, Penal, you'll be dancing to Penal tomorrow night. A Penal plane. Yes. Okay. They're those little. Better scrub things. up on some of uh, their songs on the plane on the way over. Well, you are. I think if you're there. And you're dancing to it. Yeah. You need to be vocalising the words. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm going you know to be I mean? there. I'm going to follow you around yeah. at the end of the day. It's a good idea. Just get some some, some you know quality you, vision. You know what you should do as well. <laughs> the last time ready? I was there, well, not the last oh, time, no. but um, sweet idea, won a race, and I had the um, what do you call the big long green? It was a green flag type thing that they give you that you hold across the horse. What do you call those things? A sash. Sash. A sash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd wrapped it around my head like a turban, and bought two bottles of Dom Perignon, and was like. You just three So wait, he, so at <laughs> Randwick, I guess the massive That's the last the biggest time I was there. Now, how is this going to work? Because there's actually no pool at, uh, at Randwick Racecourse. So I guess that's a massive tick for you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get get we'll find the harbour though. We can jump. We'll oh, find the harbour. <laughs> uh, it is. It's, it's, it's going to be a great. It's going to be a really good day. So if you if you're going, enjoy it. If you're not, enjoy it via SCN track as well. Uh, Dan Cobby, first things first. My first things first is, I have to think about this, what is it? Uh, I want to honour the great Black Flash of Lonro. Uh, what a horse. He retired from stud duties this week um, at the age of 24, I believe. Um, champion knock. racehorse, um, 2004 Australia Cup. I guess it's one that's going to sit in the memory bank of a lot of punters for, for a very long time where he chased down Del Zay after having no luck um, in the famous Ingham Silks. And, of course, he's gone on to, to be a, a very, 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 very popular sire at, at Darley in recent years. So he's been fantastic for the industry, I guess, racing and breeding. And I guess a bit of a... Of a cult figure as well. Um, yeah, a lot of people head to the Hunter Valley to go to Dali to, to see one horse, and that's to see Lonro. So he's been a, a great um, great ambassador, I guess, as an equine uh, for our industry, and, and sad to see him retire. But he's um, he's not gone yet. Legit question, Quinny. Think he'll miss it? Think he'll get around the next breeding season and be no, like, "Geez, I'm a bit no bored." No doubt. No doubt. I what think a, when they when they go. retire them, though, there's a there's a reason in the sense that they're sort of getting to that. He's lost interest, has he? Oh, I wouldn't say lost interest, but it's sort of he's. Tired, and yeah. he, he wants to have a bit of time off. So I think there would be a reason for it, and I think yeah. the team at Darley, like they'd know what they're doing. So. Absolutely. But yeah, I, Quinny would miss it. I was pretty happy to let that one just start. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you reckon they rang the team of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> just to get some advice. When, when, so like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> we <We'll> will tame. Poor Kareem. Poor family just... man sitting home listening. <laughs> <laughs> With the wife and kids sitting there. I rang Will Chamberlain and said, when's a good time? Where's a good time? <laughs> Will's no longer with us. 10,000. Did I actually make 10, that mistake to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at a Lakers game? You're yeah. joking. What yeah. did you do? I called him, I called him Will. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, he hated Will. Yeah. yeah, well, I found that out after he uh, refused <laughs> to have a photo with me and threw me daggers. So, <laughs> but two great people. <laughs> two now, great. this isn't my first experience, but I just want to make a quick mention of this. I, I, I meant to actually send it through. In fact, you know what we might do? What time is it? We might take a break. I'm going to see if I can get it after the break because something popped up over the course of the week that I think definitely needs addressing. Uh, good morning to you, wherever you might be, right around Australia. If it's via Labrox Live 1 or. Via NCN track and get involved 0499 736 736. And Paris, after a leading teams conversation last week prior to the show, has bought again the heat with the music this morning. So thank you. Quick break, plenty more next.
Lad Broken on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Wherever you might be, right around Australia, good morning to you. Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast Show. Huge weekend of racing the championships. Day one, we've got our first things first. Best bets, crystal ball, plenty to get into. But I did, this, this came up over the course of the week. And I found it quite ironic because last week you continually try to prove that you're the best person ever on Twitter and you just keep posting trash. And I found this interesting actually uh -oh. only a couple of days ago. Uh -oh. Like legitimately, out of nowhere, you just retweeted one of your own <laughs> rubbish tweets. Look at that. So from you 19. retweeted a tweet from Australia Day 2019 <laughs> just randomly about Tom Melbourne to try and get a couple of people to like it. It wasn't randomly. His younger brother made his debut, Tom from Scotland, overnight. So I thought I'd rehash the last <laughs> time that great Tom Melbourne won a race. We were not even going to show the race. It was just beautiful. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, he's in the camp of uh, Johnny Murtar, I believe. Yeah. Johnny was, um, yeah, I guess he's adopted Australian. He rode Schwarzier to win uh, our first Royal Ascot victory 20 years ago this slaughtered year. Slaughtered Septimus yeah. in the Melbourne Cup, didn't he? I think he? he slaughtered multiple. Yep. Mm -hmm. But so have you. But, uh, um, he ran second, didn't he? I reckon Johnny. Septimus? No. no. Second from Scotland. Scotland. Did he? No, Tom the no, second. I didn't see the race. No, um, I haven't looked into that either. But no, I think one second. So you, you go to the effort of tweeting something because his horse is debuting and you don't even look the result up? A little envious of my Twitter account <laughs> and it's many, many followers, I reckon, over here. Nah, I, 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 I want to do a deep dive There's into a little, your followers. Just don't go, I reckon. Just don't some go, Botswana followers. Just don't go tweets and replies from 2012, <laughs> 2013. We don't need them surfacing. Uh, my first thing's first is uh, the TJ is the best sprint race in the world in 2023. This is, would we agree it's way... Let, let's start with the Everest from last year. It's way deeper than last year's Everest. Better right? than the Everest. It's better than the Everest? I think so. There's seven horses that can win this the race. This field. This field. This field. Top five? This field. Top five, I reckon? Sprint no, race I think in Australia? I think it's... No. Newmarket nah. and Lightning's still better for me. I think it's pretty obvious. So do you think, this, do you think the, the Newmarket field was better than tomorrow's TJ? Oh, please. I think it's a better race. No, no, well, no. It's no, 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 no. the field. I think... No, the field, yeah. I'll give you the field. Okay. Well, that's what I want. But the market field. tells you it's not a better race anyway. Like, it, uh, Sorry, it is a better race. Like, it, it's, That's my point. Yeah. Nah, Quinny's. You, yeah. you talk a lot of Spanish. Yeah. Are you nervous Spanish, of like... Chris Waller improving nature strip three lengths now that he's got it and not you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, think, you think nature strip can win, don't you? <clears throat> oh, I was hoping this question didn't come up. Well, it has. That's uh, why I asked it. I've got another eight questions you were hoping okay. didn't come I was, up as I was well. hoping that whole uh, conversation about Sydney didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> Went with it off the top, so... Yeah. You know what? <laughs> OK, I'm going to say, head... My heart says yes, and it says it strongly, but my head says no. Retired after tomorrow, irrespective of the results? I mean, I don't know that, but I guess that's up to the ownership and how the horse runs and how he pulls up. There's a lot of lot to go into that, but I, as I think we've said for the last probably four or five months is that he's closer to the end than he is the same. So, no. percentage-wise, would you say 70 yes, 30 no? Or yeah, I'd say yeah. so, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's interesting to see, and the Labbrokes lab ain't far away, actually. Hamo and I broke this down. If if he's able to get across and just dominate the race, it goes a long way. To, he'll, he'll kick a couple of lengths clear. Shades of Rose will come across and, and, and might annoy it. Then it probably turns it into a race where you kick, kick, kick in secret. I wish I win. These horses that are going to be you'll, back private eye. You'll know a long way out. Absolutely. You'll right. know a long way out because How he hasn't been out. able to put that gap in him between the six yeah. and the four. That's probably been the, you know, I guess, the, the chink in him since he's come back from Ascot. 
and I guess that was the, the question mark with him over the 1,000 metres in the Lightning, is that he travels beautifully, mm -hmm. but he, ha he can't put that two-length buffer, buffer on him like he, he had done previously. So and, and is that just an age thing? Is that like I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's one of those things in track where you can't get a real guide on that no, because he's sort of on the bridle the whole Correct. way. Chris isn't a real hard worker of his yep. horses. So I guess leading into the race, you're not going to know that. And, of course, you don't have your opposition to see that you know, buffer put up. But his work leading into Ascot was so good is that I guess anything from that point onwards mm. is going to be somewhat inferior, isn't it? So I think if Shades of Rose is slow out of the gates or doesn't quite get as forward as we expect. I think you control the race. I think there'll be a time in this race we'll have a couple of links on them. I think up to the 1,200 as well will allow Absolutely. Him to do that. Um, Absolutely. I think if he can put that buffer in them, sort of at that 400-metre point, like coming to the top of the lane, I guess the question is with that, though, the gap between the, you know, the runs and at 1,200, I guess he's been somewhat suspect mm -hmm. at it throughout his career in different stages, is that the last 100's going to be... That's going to be the... I guess where you're going to be nervous if he does put up that buffer. I hope. I hope. Now, Quinny and I, you're not in Sydney, are you? No. No, so you and I'm, I'm here I'm working. I'm flying the yeah. flag. Yeah, so you, you and I will be here watching it on TV while well, these two will be trackside. But I, I, you're I, not going up, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you can find a junket. <laughs> <laughs> no I, comment. <laughs> if he gets a couple of links on him, the joint will go nuts. And it'll be, it'll be great for the race. Mm. So I'm hoping he gets absolute cushy lead in front. And then from there, I've backed him and I've backed one that come. I've, I've, I've covered both bases because if they go like the clappers, then it's going to set up something late. But if, if he gets his own time in front, it's going to be great for racing. Does tomorrow change how we remember Nature Strip? Because if he was to win a fourth TJ, mm -hmm. phenomenal, right? Like that's, that's unbelievable. But I think still with three TJs and Everest, um, you know, Royal Ascot victory, you know, the, the wins down the straight, is that, of course, this will probably be more regarded as... Um, a great training performance from Chris Waller to get him back from where he was. But I don't think it changes no. where Nature Strip is in terms of the pecking order. I mean, you've got Black Caviar up there. He's obviously not there, but he's in the top five that I've seen. A, a loss wouldn't be detrimental to no. the legacy, but a, a, another win, a fourth TJ, um, you're going out like Joel Selwood and, and Shane Crawford. But it lifts him, like, like, him Brownie, but I don't think it takes over another spot of another horse. So I think he's no, already there. It, so yeah. I think it's... But you're playing with the bank's money, and the fact he's actually going to go around five or six bucks, which is just uncharted. Like, he's mm. only gone around longer odds than that once in his entire career. That was when he was fourth in the Everest at $21. So it is almost like, he have a crack. He's going awful that prep as well. Was he? He's yeah. going awful, yeah. Have a crack. If he wins, it's amazing. If he doesn't... Nothing lost. I'm in private eyes camp. I think $8 is a really good each-way play for private eye. And, and if it runs like it did in the Everest, if it replicates that, it just about wins. And again, if they go really quick, it's, it's perfect for private eyes. There are a couple. Uh, just on drop, that, dropping I, back in class mm. from the new market. I, I, I am a firm <laughs> believer in sports that unless you get arrested after your career is done, your legacy can't get hurt, right? This is why I always like to, to athletes. Just oh, keep going. Have you been arrested? No. Oh, no, it doesn't hurt you. But I mean, like, for, have you for been a arrested? shocking crime. Oh, I yeah, no, no, I wasn't. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, because... Nah, just once. Just once. Just well, what once. were you arrested for? Um, they, just... Well, what I did, they didn't actually catch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. No, anyway, I, I, so what, just, so what just what for the people playing at home, what are I didn't mean Are you talking Brown. about Hernandez and I'm, stuff I'm, like I'm that. talking about legacy. People try to... Oh, but this will hurt the legacy if they continue going. And I'm talking from an athlete point of view. 
and they played three years of football that isn't at the same level. It's like it doesn't hurt the legacy because it's already cemented. And the point is, Nature Strip's legacy as a legend in this country is cemented. Unless he gets arrested. Very hard Unless to he gets arrested, which he can't do. <laughs> I, think what well, you, I think if you delve into him day-to-day, Nature Strip, and what it takes to manage him is that if he isn't performing at his best, it is best for him to... Absolutely. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah, their horses are a little bit different about... And no one knows on, that, like, just the intricate details. Yeah, and I think you he's, do he's and... been quirky from day dot and he hasn't... You know, he's had his little issues along the way. So I think if he wasn't performing at his best, mm. the right thing to do is to, you know... Probably, it's probably not I'll the right run. analogy. No, no, you're right. I know what you're saying. But yeah. my, my point is, yeah. his legacy cannot move tomorrow. Now, no. fourth DJ is great, and it's like, this is amazing, it'd be great for racing, everyone will love it. Chris Waller will get the pats on the back as the best trainer in the country, which he already pretty much is in, in that conversation. So tomorrow's result makes no difference to his legacy and how we'll view him in five years. I remember 10, 15, him as Darren Weir's horse, not Chris Wallace. <laughs> What about John Sadler? <laughs> what about Rob Hicks? See, look at the silence. You might just give me nothing. I get it. I get it. I, I should have like, made it. Take, take, take me out of the equation. But, but, it's very hard when you keep inserting yourself. Yeah, I take, take, take me out. But honestly, like, I think when you look, we've seen the rise of Kirima and, and other trainers. I guess John O'Shea's come out of the Godolphin you know, operation and he's sort of re-established himself. He's been a, somewhat of a force in Sydney in, you know, in respective races, Annabelle Neesham. Godolphin are absolutely flying. I guess people have sort of been looking for that next person to take over from, from Chris Waller, but I think seeing what he did with Espiona to then win a golden slipper with Shinzo on the backup, if he was to pull this off with Nature Strip, you sort of just scratch your head. Um, it's been some sort of season. Um, won the Derby, won the Caulfield Cup, and you know, among other features as well. So just when you sort of start to think that, oh, maybe he's starting to slow down, I think the last six months has probably proven otherwise. But I, I think that happens in, in life and in sport where essentially as society and as humans, we traditionally try to find someone and knock the top dog off. Right? Mm. That's just how, how we're geared. And so the conversation probably errs on the side of, you know, Mara and Eustace because they are outstanding, you know, and, and the fact is that when you look at it, Godolphin, James Cummings, you almost err on, oh, but yeah, but they've done this rather than the incumbent who has been unbelievable for a long period of time. They're all world-class trainers, right, in the end, and now we just try and pick our way through certain circumstances that essentially give someone an edge in an argument if you're sitting in a bar having a beer trying to work out who the best trainer in the country is. It'll be huge. Okay, so what, It'll be huge. Now you sort of look towards... What's next for him in the sense that he's approaching 150, he's won the Grand Slam, does he go into training partnership, does he downsize, does he get bigger? I, I, mean, well, I don't know. I well, what is next? Like, Waller Cobby Racing. But how, <laughs> what is, what how, does how old is like, he? I guess, well, he's 50 now. Oh, he's 50. So, yeah. so like, well, I don't, like, I just don't see how that's a conversation. Like, he's 50, right, at the mm. height of his game. What, like, he may want to downsize for his own person. He may. I mean, I don't know, but I, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when you've got a family and kids and you've achieved X, mm. Y and Z, I guess it... Nothing can just continue the way it is. And as we've seen over you know, a lot of different businesses and a lot of different athletes, things evolve and things change. So I'm intrigued to see what it looks like in, in five years' time. How big is Godolphin? How big is Ma Eustace? How big is Nisham? Um, is Chris training in three states? Still? I, I mean, I don't know this. But I think the thing is, so there's you know, the evolution of, of how training is. And I think Ma and Eustace have led the way in, in, in certain aspects of how the business, which it is, is Sports set up. Right? Yeah. Mean, yeah. So I think the, the way of which Chris Waller trains or the business is set up might evolve. But in the end, at, at the very end, I think the same thing remains for at least another 10, 15 years. He just keeps training Group 1 winners he should be, in this country. He should be buying a yacht, 
going over to the Greek islands, setting his alarm for 3.30 every morning and jumping into the Mediterranean. I can tell you one thing, he does, a lot, he does a lot relaxing. That wouldn't be, a, that yeah. wouldn't be obviously you and I would probably do that mm. really. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not something that he would do. And this, uh, this is why these people are geniuses, right? Yeah, because they never stop, stop to smell the roses. They just continually be the best at what they do. We'd all, if, if we had Chris Waller's resume, we'd have, we all would have retired 10 years ago, right? Well, 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 I, I would have wanted the Grand Slam. Okay. Now that that's happened, yeah. I'd probably retire. I'm sort of semi-retired anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're complaining you had to work four straight days. Do you have a feeling there might have been a conversation? You know, is, is, is he letting us in, do you reckon, a little bit into the world of what's been happening behind closed doors? Chris Waller about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> News time, wherever you might be around Australia. Wait right there, we'll get stuck into the group ones next. Ladbrokers on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Good morning to you, wherever you might be. 0499-736-736 to get involved. Uh, sometimes, I've said this before, sometimes I wish our... our, our off-air conversations with broadcasters. We actually got into a deep conversation and we likened, and I actually stand by it, Chris Waller to Bill Belichick. Oh, that part of it. I yeah. thought you meant the back part where we were discussing his love. And Wayne life. Bennett. And Wayne Bennett. These guys continually, and girls around the world and women, Clarko. who are absolutely hell-bent on continuing to be successful. Uh, all right, let's get to the TJ because we've spoken a lot about Nature Strip. He's in the race, but he's certainly not the favourite at Ladbrokes. Who's got the market in front of them? I've got it in front. Giga Kick's favourite at 4.60. Nature Strip's at 5.50. In secret, $6. Now, this is where the two moves have come. I Wish I Win's been 9 into 7, and Private Eye's been 11 into $8. So, good support for I Wish I Win and Private Eye. Giga Kick favourite at $4.60. He probably runs favourite, but I think the market will really take shape a little bit closer to jump time, which you'd expect. Who are you leaning towards? I don't really have a strong opinion, to be completely honest. As I said, I've got a, I want Nature Group to win in terms of heart. I'm not so sure that he is there in terms of my head. Um, Gig's very hard to beat, but look, I'd be with the, the, I guess the two horses will be strong over the 1,200 metres if they do fly. I think I wish I win a private eye can, can certainly mm. stomp over the top of them. So look, it's intriguing. It's a race that I'm not really keen to get involved in. I'm keen to just see how it all plays out. 5.50 right now for Nature Strip, Quinny. Well, what do you reckon he starts at? Because I think there'll be an emotional amount of money right before jump time. Now, it might not be the pros. Probably won't be. But I think there'll be the, oh, $5 here, $5 there for Nature Strip in a pretty big way. I think he'll start $6. Mm -hmm. And I could see why you could have a case for him. And I could see why, if you're having a bet, maybe have something on Nature Strip. So if he does find his best, you don't lose on the race. I think Passive Aggressive is a very fascinating runner. Currently 15 the win, 420 the place. This horse just racing so well through the grades, I think will be there. But... I think with so much speed on, I wish I win will be really strong late and get his chance to get the job done. So I'm going to have something each way. I wish I win and passive aggressive the place. I've already declared my hand, private eye. Um, geez, Joseph Pride, he's just so proud of this horse. So good trainer. Uh, he's a very. <laughs> that was not a gag. Oh, it was a bad gag. Second up, uh, won't matter if the softs. Heavy, if the track soft, heavy or good, can handle all conditions. We'll get a gun run from barrier two and we'll be coming hard late. 
That's a bad gag. <laughs> I think you'll find, like, it's it's going to be interesting. Like, we spoke about this in regards to the new market where the market would shape and we thought, oh, Witten Seeker would be very firm, but then, of course, the late jockey change and all the pros sort of took mm. it on because of, you know, that's how the, the algorithms worked with Dean Holland going on board. But I think when you look at Nature Trip here, I guess, fresh, yes, he's technically second up, but he's had that gap in between runs. He's got McDonald on board. He's looking for his fourth straight, um, 1,200 metres at Randwick. I mean, I think he'll be found in the market. I, I really do. Yeah, I think he'll be very, very firm. Um, he's at 5.50 now. How much shorter he starts than that? I mean, I think he's sort of around that 4.80 mark. Nature's do you think 5.50? So if I said 5.50, longer or shorter come start time, what I would think you go? I think you'll start shorter. I'd yeah. go longer. I think shorter too. I, I, I'm being legit about this. Yeah. It wouldn't stun me if he started Start a favourite, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, only enough. because, and I, I don't believe he, as you said, I don't, think he deserves to be favourite, but, and I've backed him, I've had a small play just in case he gets along in front by himself, but uh, I think there'll be some, there'll, there'll, be some, there'll be some heart money for him. Yeah, of course, it's not a lot. Sentimental money's no, never it's not. But I, but yeah, I think the last three, the his last already. three performances have obviously regressed, <clears throat> but you've got a go forward horse, McDonald Waller, looking for his four straight TJ, 1200 metres Ramwick, potentially on a track that's got a little bit of given it. I mean, it's hard to... I know, as I said, I know his three performances, his most recent performance have, have gone backwards since Ascot, but yeah. I just think he's he's going to start... For... He, he's only had one bad run in that, though, right? This is what people half forget. The Everest, I think, you know, wasn't the greatest ride by James McDonald. You could maybe find an argument for him. He got beaten only by one horse... Down the straight in the in the Darley Sprint. It was called no champion sprint. Yeah, what's it called? Whatever it's called yeah. now. We've spoken um, too much about this horse. No, but the fact is he was, <laughs> he was disappointing in the lightning. Well, it's gonna be the last time we get to talk about him. Yeah. So we're gonna have to talk about him, right? And you're on track to see him, isn't that part of your argument? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, it is it's a it's a yeah. fascinating race. Absolutely. Hey, um, Sires. Yeah, you want to get into it, don't you? You're oh, keen on one here. Well, I, I am, because I really like the gangster Don Corleone. It's another one at great each way value. Um, Blue Diamond run was brilliant. Yep. Um, nothing wrong with the slipper run. No. Too. It's, it's got to find a couple of lengths to beat Cylinder, but um, out to the 1,400, I, I think, you know, it's going to be thereabouts. It's it's a horse that just performs. Does Cylinder see 1,400 out? Um, I... I... What, what, is sure. he, what is it now? He's 230. Yeah. I mean, that's a big question mark. Oh, honestly, you know what right I mean? Now. 230 or 750 yeah, about Don that might only need to make up and then you've, you've got the Victorian form as well. I guess those that are on the rise are Brave Mead and V8 as well, who look like they'll see mm -hmm. that strongly. V8 um, gate was an interesting, probably mini. But if they just ride in conservative, track up crack. and have last crack, because he looks, he's strong. He does. He's a, um, and I think he'll love Ramwick. Um, he'll love those, you know. Obviously, wide open spaces, pull to the outside, and I think if the track's playing fair, um, he can win. And, and I tell you what, it'll be a revival for that stable because they've struggled in recent years, and we know they're a very classy operation, uh, the McAvoy team, but they've probably lacked that superstar since some... I don't know, it's not necessarily that long ago, but they've probably lacked that top-class horse. So I think V8, this is an important important day for them. You know, Sunlight was the first horse that Calvin McAvoy offered me. In their stable. How did that go down? Knocked it back, bought a horse called a Certicus that never won a race. Very, very, very upset. Still am. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not overly keen to have a major bet into no. the race because Cylinder's got the question marks, but I also think Cylinder's Golden Slipper run was outstanding. Yeah, it was. And I think it holds up. Class horse at the race, 1400 metres this time of year. We have these same conversations every year about. These two-year-olds having a crack at a, a high-class 1400-meter race. 225 is probably too short. If if 
If they had him offered me three dollars in one, I was going to say he's going to start near three dollars, yeah. doesn't he? You would think so. You would you would think so, but what's the odd surge that. now? Get you odd surge? Yeah, it's a late break sap if you still yeah. work for the business. Oh, Two forty-five. Yeah, right. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm just having a chat to you, bloke. No, no what are you right doing here? I'm in this race. <laughs> uh, one of my specials on the program, race six, number two, Don Corleone. So, Campbell and I will be celebrating Good. together. Do you know what was uh, one of our yeah. great moments? He looked a great winning chance yeah. until these two Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought one of the great moments of this series yeah. was us doing an on-air quaddy last week at Mooney Valley. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we landed it. So yes, we, we landed it. But we got back less than what we put on. So yeah. I blame Johnny O'Neill for ten yeah, minutes. Absolutely, so, absolutely, because we would have made money hadn't yeah. he not put his horse in. Yeah, the Australian Derby. Yes, here we go. Yeah, what do you got as, for us? I'm not as interested in this race, but um, oh, yeah. I do think the New Zealand form is the good form. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm each way all day tomorrow. On what horse? Value. Um, Mark Twain. Basically, what horse? So that was only his pen name. You know, that wasn't even his real name. I didn't know that. Didn't oh, yeah. know. That could have been the perfect gag to actually say you're backing whatever the horse's Samuel name is. Samuel Langhorn Clemens was his actual name. Well, Lemo, see, that's 30000 a year at Xavier well spent yeah. to get that sort of information. How dare you say I went to Xavier. I'm a Scotsman. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but he looked like Albert Einstein he in the photos. Did. And he lived till 74. That's, that's a good. Which back then, in sort of 1983, uh, 35 yeah. to 19.10 is a good um, good knock. But Mark Twain's $8.50. I know this is a racing show, but I like to give the listeners a little bit of educate. history as well because you can't ever stop learning. I'm, I'm going to educate. You know what you should have done there? When I said who you're on, you should have said whatever his Samuel Langhorn. Yeah, and everyone will be like, who is he talking about? True, I missed I missed a golden opportunity, but you can um, do it again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. But eight fifty about about that horse. It's, I think it's good value. What is sharp and smart right now? Three ninety. Mm. I think, the, I think Sharp and Smart's the one to beat. It's the best bet on the program. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Confidence from Whack. the cob. Yeah, it's the best bet on the program. Is I, it? He's a good horse. He's yeah. a very, very good horse. And I think if he was to win tomorrow, which I think he will, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be one of however many we're going to see uh, in the lead-up, but yes. he'll be one of the favourites for uh, a few of our feature races. Uh, we're a long way out. We'll touch on that shortly. We but, will. But what I'm saying is I think um, that's sort of where I hold him, sharp yeah. and smart. His win uh, over in New Zealand last start was just phenomenal. So I've backed him in the Caulfield Cup, and I think he should win tomorrow. The gate's a slight concern, probably why you're getting a price of 390, but uh, in, in saying that, uh, the way that he's been able to be fairly tractable, I, I think he can sort of sit back and have last crack at him. Pericles is going to have run of the race, and he's going to have to probably run him down at, at some point. But, uh, yeah, uh, this is the He'll be suspect horse. at 24, though, I reckon. It will be the question, mark. The last 100, when Sharp and Smart's yeah. really into his work and he's going to be strong. Sharp and Smart's by far the strongest. going to be the big one. No so. doubt at all. No um. doubt at all. And I, I think the, the fact that when he drew that gate... I think he gave punters, mug punters like us, a, a chance to have a crack. Don't get me wrong, like Pericles is a very, very good horse. Like he could be, could be near top class next preparation. But at 2,400 metres, I think at this stage of his career, he's probably that little bit vulnerable. I would have liked to see him win last start. Yes, okay. had every and, chance, and, and he should have won. He, he should have won. I know James McDonald had every chance. Tom Papley was saying he did some stuff with J Mac yesterday, yeah. and he pretty much said, I, I can't believe he didn't run. Lindemann down. So he just did. He just does it. Like Lindemann just does not have any change up speed. Mm. And once Nash put that two lengths on at the 600 metres, yes, I know Pericles loomed, but Lindemann was always going to be strong. I remember watching the race thinking, like, Pericles hasn't put that buffer on him or that margin to say he's just going to pull away with it. And Lindemann, like, he was very, very, very game. And of course, under a great ride by Nash. Who did you watch the race with? With you, I think. Were you and I together, weren't we? Yeah, we were together. Um, There was a few other. Few other people in the yeah. Ladbrokes Lounge. I'd back Pericles. And yeah, so tags. 
Oh, poor David. It was one of the only highlights for me, watching him think he got the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at, the, at the 300, you oh, should have seen the little man you smile. <laughs> Doncaster, before we hit the break, this is going to be a wonderful mile as it always is. The Ladbrokes market, always Ladbroken and gamble responsibly. What is the market here in an, an intriguing 1600 metre classic? Wide open affair is what you would imagine. Mr Brightside, uh, looking to go back to back, mm. is actually favourite here at $6. I mean... I don't think many people thought of him being a Doncaster horse's preparation because now he's sort of gone to that wait for age group of horses and he's been competitive there and not just competitive, he's been you know, one of the, the leading contenders. So I think it's been a question mark in regards to him going to the Doncaster, but here he is, uh, Zach Purton on board, he's got a handy book of rides, Zach. And just needs the one just group needs the one. Group one. Uh, he's <laughs> to retire, wow, could be flying. Um, he's favourite $6, Fangirl $8, she's been a drifter in betting because of the draw. Uh, Alligator Blood's had some interest, 11 into $8.50, Zoo Gotcha with a lightweight next best at $9, but as you can imagine, why Sorry guys, I, I should have actually turned my phone off, I'm just going to take this call. Yeah, Annabelle, what? You're going to scratch laws of indices. <laughs> I'd already booked my flights to go up to Sydney. <laughs> Jeez, that's, dev that's that. devastating oh. news. The horse is out. Um, um, Annabelle sent an email three weeks ago <laughs> and said, laws of indices ain't going to go. I am with the Waterhouse spot runner Converge here. Now, you suggested that maybe lame. It has to have a vet That's check pass, today. Yeah. That's the Which is, a, is of some concern for me, but um, third up specialist, small uh, specialist, trained at the home track. Um, should be rock hard fit and ready to rock and roll for the Waterhouse spot stable, but that Big is a concern. But hopefully, if it, if you know it runs, what, it's good. It was a concern to Cascadian leading into the All Star Mile. He and ran a gallant third yeah, and yeah, backed up did. and won the Australia Cup. Yep. So. Fangirl from the draw, what was the reaction from the stable? Because on form, I thought she was the one to beat, but it's very hard to make a positive from that gate. What's well, been a target race, um, Fangirl? I guess Chris has targeted Doncasters in previous years, hasn't he? He won six in nine years. Um, Going back some time now, but uh, it's not ideal, is it? <laughs> it's not ideal. Well, Who are the camp more keen on? Zoo Gotcha or Fangirl? I think Fangirl's a leading chance. Or Osipenko. I think Osipenko's the second elect. I don't know if one's great for him, the draw. Uh, I think if he'd drawn out a little bit further and just had that, that room to move and build momentum... I just think by that late later stage of the day, let's hope it's not the yeah. case, but maybe the inside might be, you know, might be looking for sort of lanes three or four and out. That's my concern with him, but... He's a very, very, very classy colt. And, of course, he's had the setback, but now he comes back to the Doncaster, and as soon as he had that elevated temperature, this is the race that Chris set him for. That's why I'm a little against Mr Brightside. The fact that it is... And not an afterthought, because they are incredible form, Ben and J.D. Hayes, but you win the All-Star Mile, which has always sort of been the grand final for it in his prep. He deserves a chance to go back-to-back. -back. I'm not massive on gate two. Later in the day, there's going to be a couple that come back into his snout. He's going to need a smidge of luck. Now, he was perfectly ridden in the all-star mile from an inside alley or close to the gate, so close to the paint. So that's my thing. I'm with the Europeans. I've got Duke de Cessa at a, at a fairly decent price. It's $26 to the Ladbroke, so an each-way play and protagonist. Sometimes you have to almost be a 2,000-metre horse to win this. I thought he was really good last start. I'm not... I'm always wary about these Europeans second up here in Australia, so they've got that to contend with a little bit, but uh, they're my two plays. And again... I'm not diving in like regular games because it is an open affair. What about Melissa Wu? Would you dive in like Melissa Wu? Oh, maybe not. I'm going to have to change your nickname because you've always been Cam Defy the Drift Luke. Yes, I have. Yeah, you I officially now changed my name. Cam Futures Luke. There because you, go. you are all over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Non-conformist heard me last week. I backed him yeah, at nine. But that's okay. He started at 250. He started one at nine. That, yeah, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's I know. John Brandon made a duck. Um, <laughs> alligator Blood, I reckon, will start favourite. 
8.50 at the moment. I think he'll start favourite. Jeez. Well, I, th I think Mr. Bryce will get though, out. Though. I just... Fangirl off his last run, he had every possible. Every he? chance. You know what he needs? I, I think he a really... speed hump in his way at the 400. You know what? We spoke about that in the lead-up, though, didn't yes. we? Yes. Honestly, I think a Heaps. really fast-paced mile might just test him. I think that's what happened in I think he'll start favourite. I'm not tipping yeah. him, but I think he's the one that will okay. be popular. Okay. Value galore. Alligator blood, nature strip. Double, you reckon? No, heart, no, heart no. What were you tipping? Nature strip the place into Rory McIlroy top ten at the Masters. No, I was definitely not tipping that. <laughs> On that note, I'm we'll team live. <laughs> I'm team live. Team live. Quick break for Ladbrokes. Plenty more news. <laughs> Ladbroke it on all your favourite racing. Download the Ladbrokes app today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track and streaming on the Live One channel on the Ladbrokes app. This is Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast. Right around Australia, Dan Cobby in the house. Nick Quinn's here for the full show, which isn't always the case. And oh. Campbell Brown about to get some frequent flyer points as he heads to Sydney for, what, we gone for nine or ten days, isn't it? Just joking. Just joking. Just tunes into the show. So. I bet she does. Crystal ball time. Crystal ball time. We haven't got much time. We're going to squeeze a lot into it. Crystal ball. Copster, take it away. Crystal ball is that Chris Waller hasn't won a Doncaster since Winks. That mm. been 2015, I think. Little dry patch. Uh, he won six in nine years. Um, triple honour, Kermadec, list goes on. It was a pretty hot run. But I think the dry patch will end, and it'll end with either Fangirl or Osipenko. They're the mm. two that I'll say. But I think the, the, the dry run will end in the Doncaster. Shinzo will represent Coolmore in the Everest. The Golden Slipper winner is going to be aimed at that race. Watch for a big spring. I don't mm. reckon he will. Well, we'll see in the spring, mm. won't we? Mm. Don't poo-poo my crystal ball. Mm. Firstly, big shout-out to you just bringing the spectacles out mid-show. You feel threatened. I do a little bit. There's only really room for bad eyesight in this uh, show once, I think. I'm surrounded by people who are blind. Um, <laughs> and in 12 hours' time, you'll be saying this Wait, is that in Sydney? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, J-Mac has an unbelievable book of rides for Saturday, but I think he only rides one winner. Nature's go on. Uh, he'll go close a few times. <laughs> yeah. Cobb wants Nature's Trip. Yeah. And if, if that's his only one win, I'll be more than happy. better be in race four. I think it's a question. Thank you. So, um... Outside of that, I reckon I can find an argument for him not to win more than one. Yep. We'll find out on Saturday afternoon. There are a, uh, my crystal ball is we will see 15 different Melbourne Cup favourites from the end of last year's race to this year's. And I can all, I've already... Uh, White Marlin, Solcom, Goldman, who was your Karen elect. Gold Trip is your favourite at the moment. He won the race last year. I think Sharp and Smart might go close to it after winning the AJC Derby. You know what? Hell, let's throw Queen Air in mm. because there's a, yep. a fair push towards her. But there'll be a couple of internationals who'll be favourite at some point. And he's had a futures 15. bet on every Good. one of them. 15. I haven't had a futures bet in a... Actually, sorry, I'm on White Marlin. <laughs> My apologies. I'm on White Marlin. <laughs> Which was actually on the first Wednesday in November last year. Very astute. We saw that. Yeah. Very astute. <laughs> All right, best bets. All right, tips. Oscar. Turn the camera on, I'm pretty confident here. This is the clickbait. Three winners at Bendigo. Race four, number seven, Sing for Peace. Race six, number one, Queen Air. Race eight, number five, Munamek. Two each way all day up at Ramwick. Race three, number six, Nerve Not Verve. Won this race last year. The last three times, fifth up in a prep. She's won. Stick with her at the double figure odds. And race six, number two, Don Corleone. Each way all day. 
and to Dan's lovely mother, Libby, who's texted in saying an update on his personal life. Over to you, Dan. No, no personal life update. Sharp and smart, one bet. Be one win. Uh, if it's 8.59 and Oscar's just turned the TV on for a show, mm. he's in all sorts of trouble. Uh, I'm with Elation Bendigo, race one, number six. Great to see this horse back. Only failed once. I think it's a good price, $2.30. Sequestered for me, best of the day. What's well, going to be a wonderful day of racing? Get involved, make sure your lad broke it, grab the apple, always gamble responsibly. Enjoy Mate, next around. Thursday as well, because of Easter next week. Safe travels up in Sydney. Thanks, guys. I'll <laughs> send you some selfies. <laughs> yeah. See things you don't understand.